Do you need a new silencer for your AK-47? Well, uh, Odyssey is more than happy to help you. All the cool kids are doing it apparently, Keith. It's called unretirement. Yeah. We get even more confused by what's going on with Cox and SBS down in Florida. We'll talk about that. Their argument has uh, continued to confuse both of us. And Netflix is about to pick a sales rep firm. Good morning. We're back with another episode of Media Insultant. We do this each Tuesday and Friday. We get together. I'm Jackson Weaver, and in Seattle, my co-host in Southern California is Keith Samuels. We get together and talk about our opinions, ideas, and general, uh, you know, what the hell is going on with these people <laughs> kind of comments each week on Tuesday and Friday. So today we would like to welcome you to the Tuesday, June 28th episode of Media Insulting. So we'll start this week's Media Insultant with a new low for our friends at Odyssey. Now that's not O-D, that's A-U-D. Just constantly am amazed at how poorly branded Odyssey is, but that's another discussion. Uh, this week I heard a streaming spot for, get this, for Silencer Central. It's a way to avoid legal hassles when buying a silencer for your gun, okay? Mm. Oh yeah. Now, I have no idea what kind of legal hoops they had to go through. I have no idea you know, who approved or didn't approve this. But I'm just listening to this going, you've got to be kidding me. We can't advertise cigarettes. We can't advertise marijuana. But go ahead and talk about your silencer. And then it occurred to me this morning, the real, real problem for, for Odyssey and airing this. I happen to be listening to the New York station, 94.7 The Block, which is an R&B throwback station, right? So okay. it's predominantly an African-American audience, and they're selling silencers to this audience. Uh, what are they thinking, Keith? Well, I, I don't think it's a specific station buy. I think it's a programmatic streaming buy. You know, I, uh, I listen to a lot of streaming radio because... I live in the hills and I can't get anything. I can't get. I can't. I think I can get uh, two FM stations in 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 my house. One because I can practically see the transmitter, and that's uh, my old station uh, at Clear Channel. And then I can pick up a college station from Long Beach. So I listen to a lot of streaming, and I hear a lot of spots that you never hear over the air when you're driving around in your car. You can sell anything online, okay? And a streaming spot is an online spot. You can sell anything. You know, you put that, they're not putting that on the air. So I would, I would bet, I'll bet you a silencer because I, you know, I know you're fully armed. No, you're not. Um, but that, that if you were listening to that station in New York on your radio or you were getting in the cab and the cabbie had it on the, had the station on, um, you wouldn't hear that spot. You'd have heard something else. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. But just because it's programmatic, you can target programmatic very specifically. You can target by format, you can target by zip code. You can target by uh, all of the different criteria. So I don't believe this was a random rotation. You would not have heard that on on the sound. <laughs> or, on, or, or on Light or, FM or Light at Z100. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. But the the fact that you can buy program you can buy the stream packages because these you know these the big companies like Odyssey, A U D A C Y, and iHeart, iHeart, 
I Heart You Media, you know, have this massive streaming network. Uh, you know, everybody else is selling simulcast. They're selling their stream the same. I mean, the, what you hear on the air is what you hear on the stream. That's not the case with iHeart, and, and it doesn't sound like it's the case at Odyssey either. And so they're able to, you know, run a completely different set of advertisers. So you're right. I don't know why they're targeting that particular audience. I have to ask them. But I'm not shocked because you hear so many different spots and so many different types of advertisers on streams than you do on, uh, on the air. Okay. Well, I, I, I did just struck me as particularly with what's going on with the gun control debate and with what's going on in Texas with the, uh, the, the murders of those kids. I just thought it was really tone deaf for Odyssey. But, you know, what do we know? All right, let's move on because uh, apparently, Keith, becoming unretired is Ooh, yeah. all, what the cool kids do. So talk about this. Tell us the story with Kim Guthrie, because you know her better than I do. Well, does this mean I'm next? Am I going to be unretired soon? I mean, who knows? It would be a shock. But in the last couple of weeks, two people, one I know very well, and, and I know one professionally, and that's Kim Guthrie. And, I, and Kim was a longtime client of, uh, of the Center for Sales Strategy when she was at Cox, both as a, as a sales manager, market manager in Long Island, and then she ran the frickin' group. You know, she took over when uh, Mark Morgan retired. Mark had taken over for Bob Neal. There were a long line of great people that ran Cox Radio, and Kim ended up being in that position. And that was when Apollo bought the bought Cox and all that. So she was retired, you know, two years ago. And sure enough, a couple weeks ago, she's got a new gig. So I mean, you go from running a group. She ran Cox Cox's radio stations, which is a great, I don't know, ten market group. And in really good markets, in really good stations, and really great people. Okay, she she retires for two years. They promote Rob Babin, who was the Atlanta manager to run uh, the the group. Another good guy, very talented guy, uh, highly regarded. And two years go by, and all of a sudden, iHeart hires Kim. So it's like, wait a minute, you were running a group. Now Kim has been hired to run Florida for iHeart for another woman who's retiring. And I'm thinking. Wow, what the heck? So, you know, I talked to some people that were retired and now are unretired, and they said that the powerful urge of the need to work is so strong in some people, including this person I spoke to, that, yeah, you want to go back to work. So which tells me, if Kim wanted to go back to work, why did she retire in the first place from a great freaking gig? Well, she may not have. Come on, Keith. You know, she may she may have been told it was time for her to retire, don't you think? Exactly what I was thinking, Jackson. That that like, okay, Kim, it's your time. Yeah. yeah. You know, here's your deal. It's your time. You're either making too much money, your options are too big, whatever it is, we're gonna, you know, cut budget and you know, thank you so much for your service and we'll make you a we'll you know, we'll glorify you on your way out and here you go. Because clearly she still wanted to work. Well, now I the other one <clears throat> Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think it's really hard for these high-flying executives. I think they struggle with relevance after they, you've been able to walk into the NAB show and people come up to you and go, hey, hey, what's going on? So good to see you, Kim, yada, yada, yada. And uh, two years later, you walk in, you may as well, you know, you may as well be the intern from a TV station in Tuscaloosa. It just is, there's just so much that they lose when they retire and they, you know, as the, 
as the Greek analogy is, they flew so close to the sun. So you have well, another example too. Well, I think, and I think you may be right. And and you know, and we've all well, you haven't yet because you're still very relevant. I've I've become completely irrelevant, <laughs> and that's an irrelevant, you know. But it's I think it's the you're right. You hit something there is that um, the the longer you're away from from a business that we've loved, this broadcast sales business. Uh, the more irrelevant we become and the business has moved on. And that's hard. That's hard to deal with. And so I'm sure she was very flattered when Hartley Atkins recruited her and hired her. Maybe Bob got Pittman got involved too. And let's grab Kim and bring her back. And so there you go. But um, it's just, it's an odd one. It's a little, I, I don't, I haven't quite figured it out yet. And I need to talk to him about this, but one of the longtime partners at uh, the center for sales strategy, Jim hopes, I guess, Technically, they announced his retirement at the end of March. I hear rumors that he was pretty much retired by the end of last year. Um, and when they were celebrating him for being at the C- at CSS for 30 years. I mean, that was amazing. I mean, I did eight. Uh, I know other people have done a decade and, and so on and maybe even longer. But 30 years as, a, as one of the top consultants and trainers in broadcast and now in other businesses as well is a hell of a run. And by the way, it's an exhausting run, okay? Because not only was Jim doing consulting and training, but he was also managing the, the, uh, the consulting firm, and particularly over the last four or five years since the loss of Steve Marks. Uh, Jim, they announced his retirement, I think, at the end of March. And sure enough, last week, or a week before last, Jim announces that he's now taken up a consulting gig at Top Line Consulting. And it's like, What? It's like, well, wait a minute. You you had a great consulting gig at a firm you grew, developed, and and shaped. So uh, I'll have to ask Jim, you know, what that deal was. But now he's back off the beach. I'm not sure if it's his wife saying, you know, uh, either uh, work on the train, uh, play the drums, or go on your boat, or get another gig. And I, and I think get another gig is probably what Jim decided to do, at least part time. I, I I don't see this as a full time deal. Maybe he's an advisor. Maybe there's some personal clients that still want to work with Jim that aren't in broadcast that you know might want to use his his um, his wisdom and his uh, and his talents on their behalf I suspect that's what the case is what's going on is everybody unretiring well the other problem that the radio business has is the dearth of real talent so you get people who want to be in the business don't financially need to be in the business as much anymore so they get back in all right uh, now, we've been picking on Cox a lot. Well, picking is the wrong word, but, you know, we talked the last couple of weeks about the debate between SBS and Cox over the encoding of WDBO on WPYO. Big, big ruckus about this thing, and I had it completely wrong. So I wanted to get some things uh, clarified here. Um, the infraction that I thought would incurred for more than a month, actually, only incurred for two days and then it was under SBS's ownership. It's like SBS is accusing Cox of encoding the station incorrectly when they owned the station. So I'm, I'm just completely confused by that and I'm completely confused by why they're so upset. They, they made a comment that uh, they're making just this huge stink. You know, I want to read a little bit from what uh, Alberto, or Albert Rodriguez commented, he said, their intentional tampering of the Nielsen encoder for the entire month before SBS took over WPYO and continuing into the first hours of our broadcasting day, notice that was their responsibility, was malicious and calculated to try and silence the Hispanic voice of us and our SBS listeners. 
Seriously? What, yes. What, what, yeah, what, what, and it was an, it was an illicit illicit and racist attack by Cox. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Well, I, it's it's really confusing because we're getting lots of different st- stories from either side of this issue, and then you have the fact that Nielsen stepped in and said, "Oh my God, we're going to delist uh, WDBO, the big news talk station in Orlando, for a month." First of all, this is a contentious relationship uh, because you know. SBS really put up a stink about being able to buy these stations and Cox wanted more money and they wouldn't sell it to him. So, so SBS went to the FCC and the FCC said, okay, yeah, we gotta, you got to sell it. And the only guys who wanted to buy it were SBS. Okay. So, first, so they're already, SBS is already pissed. Cox, I guess, didn't mean to piss them off, but they did. And now we have this issue. But what's interesting is, is that I don't understand why it doesn't matter. So here's the thing. They had, yes, they were encoded. Here's what happened. With a month left to go by owning the radio station, Cox decided to move both 97X in Tampa and PYO in Orlando off to uh, translators. So they, SBS was not buying the uh, intellectual property of these two radio stations, none of it. They were going to flip formats completely. So Cox goes, okay, fine. We're going to keep these formats because we like them on on these HD or translator signals, whatever that is, and uh, however it worked out in each market. And we're going to keep running them there. In the meantime, they're going, well, what are we going to put on PYO? Well, they decided to put WDBO on it. I'm not sure what they did in, in Tampa, but I'm sure they put another one of their stations on that frequency. And and so and so they plugged it in. They they changed the cables in the in the in the booth in the in the radio station, and and off off goes the, D, the WDBO signal to an FM for a month until the morning the state the deal was closed, which was April 29th, and the deal closed at 8 a.m. But SBS didn't flip formats on it until 10 a.m. Okay, so there were two hours. You know, while uh, DBO was still pumping away on P- on on PYO, so it's like okay. And then when SBS was ready to turn their format on, guess what? Cox unplugged it. All right, there you go. End of story. So I don't know what the, what the problem is for why Cox couldn't put DBO up there and encode it for crying out loud. I don't get. I don't understand where this problem is, and and particularly the problem. Well, SBS's problem is that you know they hate Cox. But Nielsen's problem is if, 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 it's, if it's an encoded signal, what do they care what, what the company's putting up on the station? It's encoded and it's on the, it's on the FM? I don't understand. Well, I don't that's understand. One of, that's one of SBS's complaints. They say Nielsen was responsible, should have been responsible to notify them that the wrong station was being encoded. But that's nonsense. The, FC, or the Nielsen doesn't care what's <laughs> on the air. They're, it's not their job to monitor each station and say, is is this station really what's being encoded? They are fabulous and always on top of it when you go off encoding. If you turn the encoder off, if the encoder fails, they'll notify you within an hour and say, hey, your encoder's off. But they don't care about the format. So, all right, well- No, nor should should they, because I'm Cox, I can put whatever I want on my station, so, you know? And it's not- Yeah, but you know, but I think there's there's another issue here, and I think that's the fact that, that Cox has a very successful Spanish language uh, AC station in the market, WOEX, and it's got a 5-1 share. It's eighth in the market, okay? It's it's the dominant Spanish-language FM station, a dominant Spanish-language station in the market, okay? 
Now, SBS has bought one of the signals. And SBS is going to be Spanish language, obviously. They're Spanish, that's, you know, Spanish broadcasting system. That's what they do. And I think that, that these racist comments and, or inferences from Albert Rodriguez and, and his team is to send a signal to the marketplace that we are the authentic Hispanic language company and Cox is not. Cox is racist. Cox is intentionally silencing the voice of Hispanics. And you know, da, 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 we're going... What do you mean? We're just we're, what we didn't do anything to you. So I, I think there's a uh, a marketing play to this that they're really trying to be able to they're trying to show the audience, but also the advertising community that there's one authentic broadcaster now doing Spanish in Orlando, and that's SBS. So you know. They say that uh, SBS will pursue all available remedies against Cox Radio for this yep. unprecedented and outrageous action. Mm. We like unprecedented and outrageous actions, but. This just feels like, oh boy, just ugly. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll, I'm, I'm glad we had a chance to clarify some of the things, particularly the dumb things that I misunderstood about it. Okay, we've talked about Netflix getting a sales team put together because now Netflix, in order apparently to make money and when you're spending $20 billion a year on programming, uh, apparently <laughs> subscriptions don't pay for it all. So they're gonna start doing some advertising What's what's the angle that you see on this? Who's going to rep Netflix? Well, it came out in the trade press that there were two people that were quoted the finalists in uh, in this in this rep contest, and that was uh, NBC, Comcast, and Google. Ted Sarandos, who was in Cannes last week, we weren't, by the way. Next year we should be. We should be in Cannes. Okay, I've got to talk to my neighbor Greg, who was in Cannes all last week. And I said, how's the rosé? And he says, my liver is on strike. So, about, so by Thursday, I think he'd had enough to drink to, uh, to sink a battleship, but maybe not. Um, but uh, uh, Sarandos was there and on a panel. Uh, and the reason he was in, well, you know, he was the king of Cannes because he was named Entertainment Executive of the Year. You know, so he was, you know, so he's the, he's, he's the prom queen in, 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 in media right now. Uh, because A, he spends like a drunken sailor on original content. So everybody wants to pitch their deal to, to Sarandos. And two, is that because their subscriptions are, are declining, they want to set up an ad tier. So you're going to be offered soon enough a cheaper version of, of uh, Netflix if you accept advertising. All right. And so that's what they're, so now Netflix, Netflix laid off 300 people last week. That follows 150 people they laid off back in May. So that's 450 people they've laid off. How do you explain to those people that you're going to build a sales organization to sell spots on Netflix and hire some high-priced sales executives? So I think what he's doing is exploring the opportunity to get somebody on a rev share deal like NBC, Comcast, or Google, or as he says, anybody else who's interested. He's talking to everybody because, of course, he is. He's the prom queen. He's going he's gonna to take a date from everybody. So, you know, so that's what I think he's doing is he's trying to see who's, who's going to give him the best rev share deal to sell this time, and he won't have to, he won't have to hire any personnel for this. And well, it keeps I, the company pure. It keeps them pure. We are not yeah. in the ad sales business. That's somebody else. Well, We're doing content. Come on, We're come content on. people. Nobody, so. Nobody's going to buy that. The, and, and, you know, the other <laughs> speculation I hear is that he is interested in buying Roku. They've got an existing sales staff. Their stock price is down. Of course, so is Netflix stock price. So, yeah. It, yeah. You, know, it, it, you know, I'm not sure anybody comes out ahead on that. But, you know, I think it's that classic thing, the rich get richer. And if you're local, 
you know, does this does this really affect a local sales team? If I'm selling locally uh, television or even CTV in a, in a market like Chicago or Memphis, does it make any difference? Uh, it, it does in the I would say it does in the top ten markets because you're you're lined up in the lobby with the reps from uh, whoever's repping Netflix, and uh, and they're 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 going in going after big television budgets. And everybody loves attribution. Everybody loves data, and they can't wait to get their hands on what Netflix uh, has to share with them. So I think you're going to, yeah, I think they're going to see some big budget shifts. I think you know, in your show notes, you were saying it's going to be mostly programmatic, which I'm sure it is. But, but this, you know, this is where the reps go in and pitch the buyers on using their programmatic services, which Google is probably pretty good at. And I'm sure NBC, Comcast, and, and um, I, f- I forget what they call their digital sales arm, Frizzell or Frizzell or Freethe or what, I, f- I forget whatever the fuck it is. But the fact of the matter is, is that T- Sarandos in Cannes last week emphatically denied that he was interested in buying Roku. He goes, oh. I don't know where that rumor came from. Okay. I'm not going to do it. Which tells me is that he's talking to Roku. He's talking to Roku. And, and they could be a sales agent for exactly. him, but yeah, we'll see. Well, uh, there is one final thought. Uh, if you're a local media rep, you just give up the end, isn't it? <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, All right, our producer is yelling at us that we're out of time. Uh, we are over. Caught Media Insultant uh, drops a new show each Tuesday and Friday, as you know, Keith. On all the podcasting platforms, video you'll find at Vimeo under the Media Insultant Showcase. We're a production of InTown Media, an interim contract management company, and we'd love comments anytime at Jackson at InTown Media. Media Insultant will be back on Friday, Keith, and we'll bring you a little bit of media from an agency's point of view. Thought uh, we'd uh, have an interesting conversation with our buddy uh, Ed again. So uh, until Friday, Keith. Uh, Hang in there and let's see what we can find out about uh, this SBS Cox mix that uh, is so interesting. Yeah, the uh, throwdown, the uh, WWE Smackdown in, uh, in Smackdown Orlando. In, in the meantime, That's right. In the meantime, we're going to bone up on CTV and OTT and talk to Ed about it. Deal. See you then. Thanks, Keith. Take care, Jackson.